Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with CPA Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about what is a family limited partnership? When does it make sense to consider setting one up? And how a family limited partnership can potentially save you money in taxes and be an asset protection tool. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, we are back with another Ask Philip podcast episode with Allison, and we are talking family limited partnerships today. What's going on, Allison? You know, I was just thinking as we were kind of discussing to get ready for this, this is a great thing where family dynamics come into play. And you are the older uh, son. I am the middle and misunderstood and forgotten kid. So when you're thinking about these, <laughs> you have to take family dynamics into consideration too. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And 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 I, and I and I like I think I did another podcast episode. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did with John this week about estate planning. And I'm I'm going to do a lot more cuz literally we just got through um, you know, closing on a on a refinance for the home and lower our rates and uh and our title agent was talking about how just, you know, she sees so many things where you know, somebody passes and they don't, the person doesn't know where prop, you know, where stuff is, who wasn't involved and all that kind of stuff. So I think these type of topics, although, you know, we're going to talk about the tax benefits, I think also just having people like actually do these kind of estate planning strategies is also good for like the distribution um, exactly. you yep. know, of estate. Cause it's, you know, it's something that you just, um, things can get complex real quick. And if you're the one that's, running the show in your head and it's not on paper, you know, that's, that's ugly for everybody else. Yeah. I was going to say, you want to make sure everyone has a a clear understanding of what the goal is and what assets are in there, you know, what, what's kind of the overall plan. And that's, I think as we've talked throughout the um, various uh, episodes, it's always important to have a great team involved so that everyone can help you understand goals, what's going to happen and why is it going to happen? So that you know everybody gets the best benefit out of it, if possible. Absolutely. So let's let's dig into let's let's talk about a couple of reasons, you know, why it makes sense to do a family limited partnership. What are the target types of situations? I know there's a lot, but we can kind of go um, g- g- generic um, uh, where it would make sense, and then like how does it work, and what are some of the benefits? Right. So family limited partnerships are what you really think they are. It's really no different than a business uh, limited partnership. The big difference is that it's most of the members, the majority of the partners are related. So you would have a general partner and that's typically going to be an older person like maybe grandma and grandpa or mom and dad. And the limited partners might be your brothers, your sisters um, and your children. Um, One of the things to think about when it's set up Um, is just to make sure everybody's over the age of 18. Um, And the purpose, again, is, like you said, Philip, it's a great estate planning tool, and it allows you to pool together family family assets, such as a family business, maybe real estate, um, publicly and or privately traded uh, investments, stocks. Um, 
And so I think that's, so again, it's a great way to just, you know, pull the assets and use it for wealth transfer as part of your overall estate plan. Um, you had, what was the next question you had asked me? I kind of lost my train of thought. Yeah, so it, it was kind of when, when, when should somebody think about doing a family living partnership? Meaning, you know, somebody with, is it make sense for somebody who has like a $500,000 net worth, a million dollar net worth, right? Uh, I mean, you kind of talked about, you know, what goes in. But, I, you know, because um, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not an inexpensive thing to put together. So, you know, do, do you have kind of like a range where, you know, where like I, like, for example, I've always heard, you know, when you're approaching five million, you know, that's when it starts to begin to make make sense to begin thinking about this. Yes, I was actually going to probably maybe target it to be a little lower, but, you know, two to five million, you know, about that range. But, you know, for sure, as you're really starting to approach whatever the estate uh, exemption threshold is. But again, and I think, too, it's not necessarily just the amount. But again, like you said, it's a very it's a potentially expensive and and administratively uh, burdened uh, venture to enter into. Um, but once you get up into that neighborhood, and if you really have a goal of making sure that all of your heirs can take advantage of, you know, the hard work you've all done with like the family business or the real estate. So, um, yeah, once you get into like the two to five million, I think that's probably a good time to start thinking about it. Um, but anyway, like we say, it's a great way to put in family business. So kind of one of your goals as, as the senior person who's the general partner, they want to maybe pass on the business. Great, great way to do it. And um, I think, again, it goes back to the original point of make sure everybody really knows what's in the partnership, what's the plan, you know, who has control of it, who's, you know, what's the, what's the overall goals with that. So, um the only other thing, when you sit there and think, if you are going to create this, because the IRS does pay attention to these, you need to make sure that it is set up for a valid business purpose, not just to transfer wealth in there. So um, you couldn't just say, well, it's because I want to hold the assets for you know later in life. That wouldn't necessarily count. So examples of what the IRS might consider a valid um, business purpose um, again, to help manage the family business, um, to you know all the real the active real or the real estate um, position or uh, properties that you own, and again allows allows the whole family together as a partnership or as a family make sound business decisions about the uh, businesses that they own or properties that they own or securities and stocks. Um, one thing to keep make sure when you put, put the partnership together. You can't use it to pay for your mortgage or your utilities or your personal living expenses. So make sure as part of the agreement, everybody's clear on what you can and can't spend on money for that. Um, and again, it's a good simple uh, planning tool. And I think in terms of pass, uh, tax implications, it is partnership is a pass-through entity. So your allocable share of the profits and or losses and capital gains would be transferred to you um, and you would report it on your individual return. So here gets into the, I think, the family dynamics and potential family conflicts. So, well, 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 oh, sorry. Before you go there, let me kind of clarify because we went, we went a little bit oh, fast. CPA, okay. well, CPA wealth manager on it. So like... <laughs> Like, why would somebody do it? Like, why Why would you, I mean, what's the benefit of taking that property and putting it into a family and a partnership? So, you know, as, as opposed to, right, um, like just 
you, you know, you have everything titled to the, you know, as, with a beneficiary and where it's going to go. So you can, you can solve that without a family limited partnership, as far as like getting it to where you want it to go. So, I mean, what, outside of that, what is the benefit of the family limited partnership for somebody? So one of the benefits, A, I would think for, is from a tax perspective, you're, you're pooling the assets. Everyone gets a share of the tax benefits, the investment benefits, you know, any kind of gains you realize on anything, everyone gets a share. And that might be what, you know, goes into the person who created the family limited partnerships goal is to spread the wealth, give everybody an opportunity. In addition, there is, um, like, you know, you spread the liability, um, protection across the family too, because, you know, the liability is transferred from the person who initially owned it into the, the limited partnership. So there's a benefit there of it too. So, so if anything goes down, then the, the family from a liability standpoint is protected, you know, personally, you know, because that those assets are in the family limited partnership. Right. Okay, so I mean, I, yeah. So there, there are again, and we could go a million hours on this one, but it there is where it's really important to have an attorney and an estate planner mm-hmm. and a CPA work with you just to make sure everybody understands where the liability protection starts and ends when you're moving yeah, yeah. an asset in there. And, and then let me and then let me delineate on a tax thing because so, so you know I, I I'm thinking about me ten years ago when I was first learning about this and where I where my questions were because I didn't really understand the tax shifting. So for example, let's say. Uh, it's, it's my business. I'm making a million dollars a year. I know where it's going. You know, I don't need a million dollars a year because I don't it'll take me that much to live. So I could, you know, I could shift that income to my family members who make less, you know, which which will, will lower the overall taxes on the full million. Right. Meaning, I mean, I'm just going to make up a number. Um, let's say if I keep the million, I'm paying 40 percent. But if I shift some of that income to the family and spread it around, maybe we're paying net. 25%. I know that's a big jump. I'm just making up something. Right. right? So, so we save like 150 grand a year in taxes um, as opposed to paying to the government on money I don't really need. And I get to get that 150 grand a year to work in the partnership and grow assets more for the family. Is that kind of the... Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. And, and again, it really is a nice way for the older generation, like, again, I keep going back to grandma and grandpa, but grandma and grandpa can help implement a, a sound plan to make sure that everybody gets to partake in the, you know, the hard work that they put into to creating that family business or the real estate property or whatever. So it's a, it's a great, there, like you say, it's got some great tax saving strategies. Um, but again, just make sure you, you know, the agreement is, you know, soundly reviewed by you know, an attorney, CPA, wealth manager, and all, just to make sure you've got, make sure you've got all bases covered. So there's a lot of moving pieces in that. I just, I made it sound simple, but not this. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like you said earlier, it is, there is a lot of administration and um, it's a costly uh, thing to, to invest in. So you really want to make sure you understand all elements of it and what's the cost each year to maintain it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, and then you're moving to a last point before we're talking about the, the family dynamics. Yeah. And, and again, we think, you know, older son, misunderstood and forgotten child. Ha ha ha. <laughs> My parents don't ever buy it when I tell them that argument either. But you do have to sit there and think everybody in the family, while we're all focused on one long, long-term goal, individually, we have different, you know, goals or, you know, tax considerations to take into uh, 
when we're uh, thinking about the investments, uh, income, and potential losses and gains on it. Everybody gets their allocable share. All the limited partners and general partners get their allocable share of income, loss, capital gains, etc. As a limited partner, which most of the family members are considered, it will be considered as passive income to me, a limited partner. And I also get, if I get any losses, it's also considered a passive passive loss. I It will flow through to my individual tax return and passive losses may only be deducted to the extent of passive income. So if my family limited partnership share generates a passive loss and I don't have any passive income from it from my own other outside investments, uh, you know, partnerships or whatever I've invested in that has passive acti- activity, I don't have anything to deduct against. So those losses for me are suspended until such time that I can take advantage of them. But if family the other family member has a great, you know, passive income, that loss is going to be a great benefit to them. So here again, this is where the family dynamics of whatever is perceived fairness, like if you have a passive income, you get this great benefit and all I have is a loss. Well, I don't get it. I don't get to take advantage of it. Am I going to be upset that you got something that I didn't? I mean, and that's just something to, to manage and navigate through and make sure that everybody understands whatever grandma and grandpa or whoever the general partner is whatever they lay down as the rules, is everybody okay with it? So those are just things to think about from a tax perspective. Got it. Got it. Yeah. No, that's, that's what we were joking about the oldest. And, and, or if it's me, if it's me setting it up for my kids, I'm like, listen, like, if y'all don't like it, I could take you out of the partnership. Like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot inherit this stuff. You don't like it. <laughs> exactly. And, and what I, you know, what I would say too, is like, if, Let's say that I do continue to have a passive loss that I can't take advantage of now. Well, I could take advantage of it later, but you won't get the benefit. You may not get the benefit later in life too. So it's, you know, it's all a trade-off, but it's just things to think in mind. So, but again, you're right. I can take all my cookies and go home if I want, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, it's, and and, and I actually, I actually, um, you know, I, I, I think, I think like what you said, if you if you involve everybody in the process, make sure body everybody understands that, you know, because I think if it's not if it's not explained properly, then people can get confused. But if you could say, hey, you know, with the advisors, this is what your grandparents or parents are doing for you, it's gonna be unequal, but net net, would you rather have this money later or none? Right. We need, you know, then it's up, you know, you cannot be a part of it, but that's gonna, you know, like. You didn't build the wealth. Your parents did. Like you can't be choosy on the gift. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I, I would suppose maybe I would think what a great gift that grandma and grandpa included me in the limited partnership that I may have more of a voice in what is going to happen with the family business. Maybe, you know, again, depending upon my, you know, my interest and all, but yeah. it's a great gift even while they're alive to get to spend time helping them manage the business or the real estate property, you know? That is true. That is true. I like it. I love the idea. 
any, any other nuggets or we got, are we, I think, I think we wrapped it up pretty good. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, I just, this to me was actually a really fun one because a lot of times people just want to focus on the money part, but you really have to think about, you know, what's the emotional tie to the money or the family interest or whatever. How do you work around the psychology piece of it? Yeah, yeah. So this was a fun one. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that I build out Stonehill wealth management. Um, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to have like a, 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 a professional, um, psychologists on staff because it's funny when people, when people when people always joke about you know robots taking over you know advisors jobs i'm like nah until robots can be psychologists because like 80 percent of what i do is being a psychologist you know what i mean like like the, i was gonna the, say <laughs> me too me too it's the same way it's I, I feel like it's a we're both in the same position it's the one place where you you know have to have to financially bear or bear all of your financial income burden, whatever. And I don't care how you spent your money. I really don't. My goal is to help you figure out how to save, you know, taxes or, you know, make it take advantage of the best tax planning opportunity with whatever you, you did. Same with you. You don't care how they spend or don't spend or invest their money. It's your goal is to make sure that they have enough for retirement. Yeah. What they do with it, fine. I mean, but that's, a, but you're right. It goes back to most of the time it's listening to, to their story to come up with a great solution. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think it's the way doctors feel about like, like, bodies and stuff it's kind of like i think i think a lot of, like like what you were saying pe- people and, and that's why i have to preface my you know the client that has twenty thousand dollars or twenty million dollars like it doesn't matter to you know i don't care about the numbers right i want you know i want to help everybody just as much i just you know but you, you tend to speak in factuals and you forget oh yeah people you know you know i've looked at thousands of these you know deals and i'm super unemotional about it but for each person right this is you know um, this it's is the biggest a, thing to them and it's the most important thing to them. So yeah, like, yeah, what, how can I help you achieve your goal and whatever your goal is, I want to help you. And I don't care how you spent what happened in the past. Tell me, just we'll take yeah. whatever we have to do. We'll, you know, no fix judgment it, not here, fix it. No. Yeah. 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 So, so no, I, uh, that's, that's, we, we do good work. So I, I agree. Yep. I mean, I can't fix your plumbing, but I can sure help you with your taxes. So <laughs> uh, I, I sure, I sure can't help fix your plumbing. I'm terrible at like all that kind of stuff. I got to put the Christmas tree up tonight. So I'm, I'm dreading what? that. Wait a minute. You're that early. Oh my Listen, gosh. My, my wife is, we're going to put it up now and she's going to keep it through Mardi Gras. So what? You know, know, right? <laughs> she, just, she just loves, she loves like Christmas and decorations and stuff. So, Hey, look, I, again, I don't judge that either. I'm like, look, just tell me what, Tell me what you need me to do, and I will just do it. <laughs> will the Christmas music be playing too? <laughs> you yeah, not, it? not not yet. Now we don't do that until like maybe maybe after uh, Thanksgiving. And you know, and plus for this, you know, we got like both of my boys' birthdays are like at the end of November, beginning of December. Then we have Christmas. Uh-oh. It's her mom's birthday, so it's just you know, like this is just a fun time of year, you know. I actually love putting up decorations, so I envy you right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, let everybody know how they can reach you if they're interested in more information. Well, y'all can check me out at my website, Rife Martin CPA, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com. And I would love to help anybody out who needs sound tax advice and strategies. But this really was a fun one, Philip. Thank you so much for doing this one. Awesome. I look forward to the next one. Y'all, y'all enjoy your week. 
If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.